Good evening, good evening, good evening. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Tonight is Wednesday, September the 15th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Tonight's word of the night is continual which means recurring in a steady succession, continual. Hope everyone is enjoying their work week, midweek. We're almost there. Hump day. Uh, as for me, it's just another day. Been extremely busy. Haven't really had time to uh, even do this podcast during the day, so that's why I'm here this evening. Hey, got to get it Got to get it in when you, where you can get it in. That's all I can say to you. That's the, that's the best explanation I can give you. It just is. Man, well, start of the football season. Football is here. College and professional. My favorite time of the year, right in that fall. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm not a baseball fan, not too big on basketball. But uh, football, oh, yeah, everything shuts down for me. Time, time to myself, time to myself, time to myself. I got to have it. And, uh, well, the Chicago Bears lost. Of course, it's not it's not too surprising or upsetting to me because the Bears, we they do have a problem with uh, the Los Angeles Ram Rams and the Los Angeles Rams. They they have a new look. Hey, hey, they got uh, what's his name? Um, Matthew Stafford from the, the former Detroit Lions quarterback. The Lions let him go. Um I got to be honest with you. The Lions weren't doing too much with him anyway. I always have said he he's a pretty good quarterback. When he's on, he's on. And he's with the L.A. Rams, and they're looking pretty good. They got a good run game, got an outstanding defense, and they got a pretty nice receiving core also. So he may make some magic happen in, in L.A. with those Rams. As the Chicago Bears go, a lot of people are, well, quite a few people are making the prediction that Matt Nagy won't make it through the year. If he makes it midway through, I, be, I believe I've heard that also. Uh, and, and the reason why is because they're saying that they're pretty much are upset because he's starting uh, Andrew Dalton, the former Cowboy, Cowboys lost also, <laughs> had to throw that in there. You know, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I am not. Cowboys and Green Bay are my two least favorite teams. Can't decide which one I dislike more, but it's pretty even. It's a chance. But anyway, they're upset because um, he's starting uh, um, uh, Andrew Dalton over uh, the young rookie, Justin Fields, the young, exciting Justin Fields, who got in and he scored a touchdown. I got a running touchdown. Um, As for me, yeah, I would love to see Justin Fields play. But realistically, hey, you got to get them warmed up to the NFL. College and professional sports, whatever the sport, it's totally different. So they got them on the sidelines, of course, taking notes, listening to the veterans and the coaching staff, you know, trying to teach them how to read plays and how to sustain and and keep a calm, cool head under pressure. It's got to happen. You got to have it. But people are, are nevertheless are saying, hey, you went and spent all this money on him. He's a premier player. He was a premier player in college, not professional football. Still don't know what he can do. But yeah, they're calling for Matt Nagy to get out of there. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's doing a pretty good job. That's just me. That's just me. 
Others may disagree. Others may disagree. Hey, I'm a Bears fan. I, I am. Die hard, maybe it could, would be the description most would use. But I, I don't see any reason to let him go. I mean, he's coaching. This is what coaches do. They're not going to start some rookie and totally destroy and flop the season. Flop the season. And also, Green Bay lost. Aaron Rodgers, oh, my Lord. They lost horribly to the um, New Orleans Saints. They could only get three points on the board, Green Bay. A field goal. Field goal. Three points. And Aaron Rodgers, he looked off his game. Maybe he really does want to leave Green Bay. I mean, hey, if you saw that game, <laughs> you if you saw the game, you had to say to yourself, well, damn, does he really want to be there? Because his body chemistry and his decision-making, that won't Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. But, man, that won't Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what that was. He didn't even look like a rookie. He looked like an old, washed-up, drunken quarterback. <laughs> Ask you to go piss a lot of Green Bay fans off. Ask me if I care because I don't. I just don't. I just don't. All right. Also, wow, man. Uh, looks like Governor Newsom will remain governor of California. The Democratic governor survived a, a recall attempt with Larry Elder, who's the uh, a Republican conservative talk show host. And also there were 46 other candidates, potential candidates, lying in wait, waiting for that recall to go through, but it failed. Now, um, the reason why there was a recall, because, you know, and, I, I, and when I first heard about it some time ago, I was like, why are they trying to recall the guy? What's, what happened? Well, apparently it was his pandemic response. You know, California was one of the first states, uh, if not the first state, to shut down due to COVID. Got the mask mandate, started shutting things down, the stores, the businesses, uh, sporting events even. I mean... California is a big state, so I mean, hey, he, I guess he felt he had to do what he had to do, but um, a lot of people weren't too happy about that. Still aren't. And, you know, at one point in time when COVID first started, California numbers were pretty high. Population. I mean, it is a big state. And also, he, he came under criticism for that his uh, anti-Trump statements. Well, that's no surprise. I mean, he's a Democrat. Trump is a Republican. And, and if you know anything about politics, about California, it does hold a, a quite a bit of electoral college votes. So, of course, Trump wanted to, you know, hey, get his way in there, get some of those electoral college votes. But uh, California is a Democratic state. And they have a Democratic governor. It's not going anywhere, it appears. Larry Elder's, um, Larry Elder, I'm sorry. I keep putting the S on the end of his, end of his name. Larry Elder, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he didn't do too bad, to be honest with you. Even though, you know, it, it wasn't a great turnout, but it wasn't that bad. It was more than what was expected. Because like I said, he was he's a conservative talk show host. It's not a politician. I don't think I don't think he's held any political office. I couldn't find any. Maybe he has. But, you know, th th it was just surprising to see that. I mean, he he did. He did a pretty good. It was a pretty good turnout. Now, Governor Newsom is, is saying that the people of California have spoken and they say no to the recall. Eh, well, some may disagree. Some may disagree. Some may disagree. But for now, it looks like he's, he is staying put.
I mean, uh, the actual election for governor is uh, next next year, 2022. So we'll see how this turns out. If he'll stay in office, maybe he will get reelected. Maybe he, he won't. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right. Let's go get it. Wow. Just wow. Uh, R&B singer Jaheem. And if you don't know who, who Jaheem is, uh, he has a a very, he's an excellent singer. He has a very strong, soulful voice. He doesn't need any gimmicks, doesn't need any dancers. He's a true R&B singer. Stand still, hold the mic, blow. That's him. But it appears he's in trouble with the law. Might be big trouble. I don't know how long... Uh, I don't know if this is going to affect his career or not, but uh, he was arrested for <laughs> he was arrested for alleged abuse of fifteen dogs at his New Jersey home. Now, police were called out after someone reported a distressed puppy. Now, when they arrived, they found six dogs in the driveway and dirty crates. One was unresponsive and eventually had to be euthanized. Two were found and taken for treatment at a vet. Now the rest were taken to a kennel. Now the dogs, uh, sweet Jesus. The dogs were kept in crates that were partially filled with several inches of water and dog feces. As a result, Jaheem was arrested on the scene and charged with third degree animal cruelty and failure to provide necessary care to an animal. Now, I'm no animal lover by any stretch of the imagination. But you can't do this to animals. Why would you? I mean, if you can't provide adequate care and upkeep or feeding, leave them where they're at. Why do you? And and then 15 dogs. Now, 12 were uh, of uh, mixed breed pit bull terriers. uh, Two were American Stafford Shires, and one was a mixed breed boxer. 15 dogs. Why do you need 15 dogs? Huh? You're selling them. Yeah, that's it. You're selling them or you're fighting them. And I hope you're not fighting them because we all know the Michael Vick story about fighting dogs. But somehow, some way, the police got wind of it. They Somebody reported a, a, a distressed puppy. Um, if you think back a week or so ago, uh, man, New Jersey was part of that eastern seaboard or, or northeastern seaboard that got hit pretty hard by that remnants of the tropical uh, of that hurricane. They received several inches of water. I'm wondering. I'm just wondering. I'm just saying. Maybe I'm drawing too big of a conclusion here. But you had those dogs out there in that mess, in that storm. Apparently, maybe somebody got sick and tired of it, and they called the police finally. Like I said, I'm not an animal lover, but you can't do this to animals. Why would you do that? I mean, really. Like I said, if you can't provide adequate care, whether you're breeding them or, or, or fighting them or selling them, leave them where they're at. And, you know, just like human beings or babies, no, no being, whether it be animal or human, 
has to come in the world and deal with this nonsense right here. 15 dogs and you've been arrested. <sighs> nah, I, I, I know everyone, I know that I know certain people are, or, or, are uh, these dog breeders or whatever, whatever, but we hear the stories all the time of these so-called dog breeders like here in North Carolina, uh, several months ago, they raided a home and they found these, uh, these little, what do you call these little exotic, little small, I call them puppy dog dogs that you see people with all the time. They were breeders of those. And they went in and they raided the house and, and it was just deplorable, the living conditions that they had these dogs in. So these weren't the pit bulls. These was a little toy. I call them teacup dogs, dogs or, or toy dogs, the little small ones. You know, you see these, <laughs> you see women walking around with them in these little Gucci kennel purses or whatever you call them. So yeah, they, they, it is happening all over the United States. I mean, is, is that the popular thing to uh, breed dogs and sell them and, what do you do? Spruce them up before someone comes to buy them? Because they said these animals were kept in crates that were partially filled with several inches of water and feces. And that's how they found those. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much how they find they find all of these dogs when they do these raids. They're kept in such horrible and, and despicable living conditions, not fit for humans, not fit for dogs either, apparently. I mean, like I said, you, you, you got to be trying to sell them or breed them. You had 15 dogs in your home or at your home or mansion or estate or whatever they called it. Um, 15 pit bulls, bull terriers or, or Stafford Shires. Those are big dogs. So they can grow to be big dogs. Whether you got a mansion or a state or whatever, or what have you. Are you ever going to have enough room for those dogs? Hell, I know people that have land that struggle with one or two of these big animals. They're always roaming and moving around. They're very territorial. I guess that's why you had them in the crates. Nah, that's a no for me. That's, that's just sickening. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I find it totally sickening that people do these do this to these dogs. I just do. And like I said, I'm not an animal lover. But man, come on now. You, you got to do better than that. You, 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 I know you know better. <laughs> I know you do. But I guess if you're trying to get your hustle on or trying to turn a buck, that's what you do. Not my bag, not my bag at all. It just isn't. Anyway, I, I'll keep you guys posted on that. All right, let's move along here. Wow. Oh, no, we're not wow, but here's some interesting news I, I found. And uh, I, I did a podcast several several months ago about this program. Now we, we find uh, that it's some new light has been shed on this program. And it's getting ready to be implemented here in Durham, North Carolina sometime uh, next month. It looks like a select group of 115 returning prison felons will receive, will receive a guaranteed $500 a month check from the city of Durham under a pilot program. Now, this the, the basic income program is what they're calling this. Like I said, it will begin next next month behind the behind this organization called Step Up Durham, which hopes to help those returning to society with employment, economic security, mental health, 
dealing with stress, cope, coping and parenting, housing, and interactions with other institutional systems. Now, this program will last a year. Then the data will be presented at the federal level in hopes of making this type of program universal. Wow. Now, if you're saying, where is the money coming from? The money is coming from a a Twitter CEO who's, uh, I guess he's a philanthropist, and he's putting up the money to see how this program works. Uh, Some uh, uh, other cities and states have already started it. I I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe San Francisco has a, a program like this or the exact same program. Now, if you're going to be paying $500 a month to 115 people, that's about what, 57,000, 558,000, somewhere around that. Um, my question is this. If this program works, which they're, they're really hoping for, the city councilman that's backing the program says he's excited to be a part of this this pilot program. He thinks it's going to do a lot of good. Maybe it will. Maybe there will be some that'll get that money and do what they're supposed to, get out there into the world and become a productive member of society. But my question is this. After a year and you go to the feds and you give them your data and your statistics and your kumbaya, warm feeling all over stories of success with returning felons to the world. Where are you going to get the money to continue this program? Because everyone, including that city councilman and uh, I, I believe even the Twitter CEO and, and some more that are the, the, the mayor of Durham, he's, he's ecstatic about it also, have said they want to make this, uh, they, as they termed, universal. They want this to be a new program that is given to, uh, if not all, but a select few felons that are returning to the world. So where are you going to get this money? Hmm, I wonder. Uh, I think we all know. Taxpayers. Your tax dollars. Now, I'm not being mean or, or arrogant or heartless or facetious. But I gotta say. I gotta say. I've worked, and to think that you would take my tax dollars and give to someone that is returning from prison, Chance, whose chances are, I don't want to sound, like I said, sound heartless or whatever, but to take my money, my tax dollars that I work for, that I've lived, uh, I won't say straight and narrow life, but I, 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 st- I, I pride myself on staying out of trouble. And I'm not saying that that I'm this great guru, but I've kept myself out of trouble. And to think that you would take my tax dollars and give it to someone who didn't have the wherewithal to stay there, to stay out of trouble, as I have and countless others, and give them $500 a month. No. Are you going to, I know you said it's for employment. Are you going to stop the $500 once they get gainfully employed? Because yeah, that $500 can go towards a lot if you give them $500 a month. A lot of them don't have IDs returning from prison, so they need to go get IDs 
They need to get the proper doc- documentation for employment. They need to get transportation to, plor- to, to employment. Uh, they have, like they said, problems dealing and coping with life and parenting. They've been gone for however many years, so they may need counseling with that. I get that, got that, understand that. And that is what you really should be horning in on. I don't think you need to give them $500 a month. I don't think you want them to rely on a $500 a month check. Here we go once again. The government just giving money away, philanthropists or whatever, however you call it. They're just giving money away to any, any old body. There's a lot of working people out here that could use that $500, 500 extra dollars. A lot of people flipping burgers that get up and go get it every day that could use that extra $500 a month. I know there's a problem. I know they say the school to prison pipeline. I know there's a problem with uh, people being incarcerated, high number of, of, of black Americans and other minorities. Get that, got that, understand that. But there's no way in the world you could convince me that you giving someone fresh out of prison, a felon, chances are he's, and it was, wasn't his first hoorah. Giving him $500 a month is going to help him if you're not going to provide other essentials as well. Training, retraining. Um, Is this just going to be a separate program from all of that? Are they going to be going through all that also? Or are you just going to be giving people $500 a month and letting them do whatever they want to? Because as we all know with bureaucracy, when we go back and look down the line, we find that there's a, ter- a terrible glitch. Somehow, some way, things go unnoticed. Things go uncounted. The funds go uncounted for. Now, this this Twitter CEO or, or philanthropist, however you want to say it, that's putting up this fund, these funds, kudos to you, sir. But what else are you going to do? Are you just going to give them the $500 and go on about your business and do your little tax write-off at the end of the year? Are you going to ensure that they are indeed trained, that they are indeed getting these this, this much-needed help? Because like I said, just giving somebody $500 a month is just like giving a child an allowance and he hasn't he or she hasn't worked for it, doesn't know where or how to spend it. Are you going to be doing some financial training also? Or are you just going to be throwing, like once again, throwing $500 around like it's, like it's nothing for a year or more? Because like I said, those those high-ranking political officials here in Durham are saying, hey, they want this thing to go nationally. And there's a lot of uh, politicians higher up also that are looking at these programs and, and, and touting its success. I, I, I just... It's just a no for me all the way across the board because I haven't seen it. It sounds like you're just giving $500 and just let, let them run free and see what they're going to do. It really does. Now, you can you can give me all the things that you're saying you're going to do for them returning to society with employment, economic security and all that mental health barriers and, and the stresses of parenting and co-parenting, uh, coping, housing and and just interactions in general. If you're going to do all of that, then, hey, by all means, do it. But you're giving, you're you're giving money and no, you can't just give 
this money out to someone returning to society. You've, you've incarcerated them for however many years, so long, and you just go give them $500 and tell them, hey, you should be doing this, doing that, doing that. Are there going to be weekly meetings? Are you going to follow through? Well, of course, maybe. Hey, uh, who knows? Who knows? But that that's a no for me. I, I, I really, I, I really, really and truthfully think that's the last thing you need for someone coming out of prison. Just give them a guaranteed check for however, for a year at $500 a pop. That's a, that's a no for me. That, that, that is, I think you guys need to go back to the drawing board and ensure that you care, you cover every angle with this because giving someone fresh out of prison, $500 a month and say, Hey, uh, the, all the things and you're talking, you're touting all the great things you're going to do. I, I gotta say, chances are there's not going to be any monitoring with this. We know how bureaucracy works. Just like I told you guys about that failed Medicaid, Medicare system. All these funds were just being given out to any and anyone. Doctors had their licenses suspended and revoked and they were still getting Medicaid payments. All they had to do was file the paperwork and they were off. How are you going to monitor these guys fresh out of prison? Are you going to make them, uh, is there going to be a paper trail? Are you going to go with them to these job interviews? Are you going to ensure that they get those licenses or IDs that they need in order to gain employment? I still haven't heard anything. Uh, you, you really haven't produced anything that, that I think is feasible. Or, or that I can honestly say I can see you guys are, are truthfully going to do it. Sounds good. Sounds good in theory. I need to see the carry through. So like I said, that's a no for me. $500 a month to a, uh, someone returning from prison, a felon? No. Because I don't really and truthfully think you guys are going to be monitoring them like you're supposed to. You just are. They're probably going to be all over the place. And then when, when you're tagged on it or someone tries to bring it out, you want to say, oh, well, we just didn't have the personnel. We had, we, you, you know how bureaucracy works. We've seen it all before. Sounds like a pretty good program. It really does. If it's done the correct way. But I just don't think, no, that's enough for me. And then also, I hate to say it, Durham hasn't had a, a good track record with uh handling of money and these social programs that they have. They just haven't. Like I said, when audits are done, things come up missing. Money's unaccounted for. Paperwork is somehow, some way lost or lost in the shuffle. Software is down or has been down. It just is. And who's going to oversee all of this anyway? The city council? Durham City Council? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I know that was mean. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Durham City Council or anyone in, in the municipality of Durham is going to oversee this program? Er, no. That's a no for me also. It just is. It just is.
Well, that's all for me tonight. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.